0: It's HOM brings to you another fun failed episode of Comic Complex, devoted to comic books and comic book news. We're going to be talking about um, a couple of DC titles that I read and kind of want to give you my two cents on there. And it's kind of unique because uh, my cousin told me about this software um, and I tested it out. I did those reviews on the fly, and I did them in the car uh, to show how easy it is to use this software. Uh, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but uh, um, but it's kind of exciting. So if the audio is a little bit different, it's because it should be different. It's recorded on a, on my phone, and uh, it, it's it, it picks up my blinker noises from the ca- <laughs> from the car and everything. So we'll get to that a little bit later. But uh, first, uh, two things I want to talk about. One is uh, some cool news. At least I think it's cool because this this comic book creator I've followed probably since the '90s, and he was one of the the uh, creators or founders, I should say, of Image Comics. Rob Liefeld had some big news come out this past week. Um, apparently, uh, there's a huge deal with Netflix. Uh, Netflix uh, signed Rob Liefeld as a talent and will be using his creations for um, some featurettes on, on the Netflix uh, web, web series, no, what, not what's it's called, Netflix streaming service, geez. So um, I can go into it and I will in a bit, little bit give you my two cents how I feel about it but uh, I'm gonna go to Deadline.com to kinda get you the details and specs on this paraphrasing of course, right? So they say Netflix has bet big on the extreme universe of graphic novel characters hatched by Rob Liefeld, whose disruptive Deadpool creation was the blockbuster movie surprise of 2016. Was it really a surprise? I I guess overall it was. I mean, I was expecting it to be really good because I love Ryan Reynolds. Um, and I guess it did, it was, it did even way better than I anticipated. So I guess we can call it a blockbuster movie surprise in 2016. All right. Next point. Uh, Netflix has made, get this, Netflix made a seven figure rights deal, um, with Leifeld and, um, and Akiva Goldsman. Uh, I don't know who that is. We'll set up and oversee the high end writer's room, similar to the ones he's has run for the Ology series. Never heard of it. And the Transformers spin-offs. I unfortunately have heard of that. To generate a series of feature films. There you go. So that's what they're going to be doing. The Rob Liefeld's creations. Series of feature films with connective tissue anchored by Liefeld's comic book creation. Goldsman Liefeld and Brooklyn Weaver will be the producers. Uh, Weed Rogues Greg Lessons will be... Ex- I don't care who the executive producer is. No offense, Greg. Um, let's see. The marriage between Extreme Universe and Goldsman came out of an earlier deal for Liefeld's Evangeline, which he is developing to direct a um, a film at Paramount. Uh, The new deal gives Netflix a shot at a branded series of films. Extreme Universe covers six comic books. All right, this is what I wanted to find out, because Extreme Universe, Rob Liefeld, you want to know what the characters that are going to be involved in this, so this is where they kind of start covering it a little bit, Um, and probably the last point I want to make about this extreme universe covers six comic books it encompasses more than 50 characters that's a pretty extensive uh, library of characters to be honest Uh, they include Brigade and Brigade is a team by the way Bloodstrike Bloodstrike is a team I believe as well Cybrid, Rejects, and one of the few I've heard of uh, (laughs) Bloodwolf and Kaboom uh, an earlier deal had been struck involving producer Graham King and Fundamental Films, but that did not work out, and Netflix stepped up. Totally didn't have to read that sentence, but anyway. So I, I've Blood Wolf, I've heard of Brigade, I've heard of, and Blood Strike, I've heard of. The thing is about hey, first of all, cool Lyfell, that that this is awesome, and he's getting money for his creations, um, and it's spectacular, right? Uh, and Netflix as well is picking is picking up these uh, creations as well for feature films. Um, and I'll be honest that uh, Netflix has done a pretty, pretty cool job with the properties they've obtained, um, and uh, and have done Netflix originals for. So um, I'm thinking this should be pretty decent. Um, I'm Kind of interested in seeing some of these characters come to come to life too. Blood Wolf um, is pretty much a Wolverine ripoff, and I mean I don't I say that with respect, I guess. Um, he's he's a mercenary. He was also seen in the pages of Young Blood, the current series that's out right now by Image Comics. Uh, Brigade, Bloodstrike. Here's the thing: all these characters, uh, some of them stand out, but a lot of them, honestly, they're just they're 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 too similar, in my opinion. So it's going to be tough. Um, or you know, this gives Netflix a chance to really. Originate them or give them uh, some differences and kind of pick up. We'll see how much is rooted with these characters, but uh, it is interesting nonetheless. Congratulations to Rob Liefeld for this deal happening. Uh, says Netflix is eager, eager to create more of these things right after they uh, hit hit this hit the floor running on this project. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I will definitely be watching, and we'll see what the what this kind of brings out. Again, it's excitement. It's excitement in the comic book industry, and it shows that hey these comic book things are here to stay and they are they're just the basis of entertainment I mean comic books for all intents purposes are, are, are um, you know storyboards and the stories are already written for these for feature films and Netflix streaming service and wh- whatever right so anyway I'm excited about it we'll see what happens with that the other thing I wanted to talk about which is uh, 25 days away as of this recording is C2E2 chicago comic and entertainment expo that's coming up folks and I wanted to kinda tell you about some of the uh, entertainers I think that's what they're called entertainment guests is what they're called that I'm excited for uh, starting with my most favorite and excuse me my most favorite that I am I see okay so I'm excited about this guy the best or the most I should say Um, but I don't know if these entertainment guests are just signing autographs because if they are or if they're doing photo ops then whatever Uh, if I see them awesome Uh, if I don't I'm not going to lose any sleep over it I'm also also not standing in line just to get a photo op taken with these people um, or an autograph for them either but I will take pictures if I see them walking down the aisle I remember a couple years ago I saw CM Punk and he was walking down i took some pictures of him uh, i was able to take some pictures of Hulk Hogan at 1.2 with my cool camera that had a lens that could reach him and such like stuff like that so but i'm not standing in line him. i'm trying to figure what what uh entertainer would i actually stand in line to meet uh maybe john cena that <laughs> that would be pretty fun uh to do and this is entertainer entertainers that not necessarily uh, you know, a comic book creator or anything like that. I've done that for years now. But um, yeah, maybe John Cena. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, I'll get back to it. Maybe I'll just post it or tweet it later. Um, Alright, so the, the number one person I'm excited that's coming to C2E2 to is Charlie Cox and he plays Daredevil. on uh, Netflix. Here we go. Netflix again. Another mention of them. So he's going to be there. Daredevil Matt Murdock himself will be at C2E2. That will be awesome. I hope he has a panel. Um, I would love to see that and see what he has to say. Uh, Daredevil is like my favorite Netflix series of the Marvel stuff that they're doing there on Netflix. So I can't wait about that. Uh, Katie Lotz. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, She's from DC Legends of Tomorrow. Um... Brandon Routh is going to be there too. He's also from DC Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Batista from Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, who plays Drax the Destroyer. He'll be in the infin- Avengers: Infinity War too, so he'll be there. That guy's pretty monstrous. Uh, another Legends of D- DC's Legends from t- <laughs> another person from DC Legends of Tomorrow is Dominic Purcell. He plays Heat Wave. Uh, who else am I excited for? Morgan from The Walking Dead, Lenny James will be there, that's kind of cool. Um, Milo Ventimiglia is from Heroes, um, but the more popular show that he's uh, probably fam- familiarized with or recognized from is This Is Us. I haven't watched that, but the the my the Queen Booker has, and uh, she loves that show. Um, and... Yaya Han, she's a cool uh, cosplayer. She's uh, she was there a couple years ago, who judged the main uh, cosplay contest. So she'll be there as well. And um, her name is Riddle, but she's also a cosplayer. I'm kind of excited to see uh, her there too. Um, that's about it for the entertainment guests. Here's the thing, um, and I want to. This is what also what I'm excited for about C2E2 are the comic book publishers that come to there, and every year or at least the past few years we've been going Marvel is probably the best people there. Um, They have a big booth they always do their standard giveaways they have posters uh, cards bookmarks pins uh, all kinds of free stuff and they give you know at the end they toss things out to the crowd uh, limited edition comics um, signed stuff whatever right so Marvel through and through I love those guys and they're also gonna be there again this year but hey There's also uh, some other comic book publishers that are making an appearance as well, and I want to kind of give them some mentions, and I'll save the the most anticipated for last. Um, Aftershock Comics will be there. Archie Comics will be there as well. Boom Studios will be there. Cards Against Humanity will have a booth, and uh, I just started playing that maybe within the last year, two years maybe. I've played a few times, and that's like the only game that gets me to curse, guys. So, uh, it's, it's entertaining, but Cards Against Humanity will have a booth there. CGC will also be there again, and I'm trying to decide um, which book I should bring to get uh, graded. Last year, I brought uh, the first appearance of The Punisher from The Amazing Spider-Man, and I got that CGC, so that's slabbed. Um, I'm trying to decide which one I should bring in this year, so maybe I'll announce that later on. Uh, the Chicago White Sox will be there. They'll have a booth. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, the Chicago Cubs aren't going to have them, but the Chicago White Sox will. So that says something right there. Uh, Dark Horse Comics will be there. That's awesome. Um, saving the best two for last year. Least, well, I'm sorry, Marvel is probably the best. So I'll, the, the other runner-ups. Um, IDW Publishing. IDW does um, all the Transformer titles. So that's that's awesome. Image Comics uh, will be there, and they do Saga, uh, Southern Bastards, um, Sex Criminals. Um uh, redneck, just a, a ton of a ton of stuff. So Image Comics will be there. That's yeah, a huge presence. Um Youngblood, right? They do Youngblood, Rob Liefeld stuff. We talked about that earlier. Uh Oni Press will be there as well. Um I think that's it that I'm gonna go see. Let me see one okay. So the last two um Valiant Entertainment will be there. They had a little bit of a resurgence this year, this past year I should say. Um, alright so the two big ones (laughs) again Marvel's the biggest but uh, ones I'm excited to see is Funimation and honestly the only reason I'm into Funimation is because of all the anime they have there specifically Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball Kai, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Super that I cannot wait to see I cannot wait to see what the kind of panels they will have Dragon Ball Super is in full force um they're ending the series in Japan and taking a break and they're gonna be releasing a movie, I believe in December. Um, and we'll see where the where the story picks up from there. And in the state state side, uh, on Cartoon Network, they're still having episodes being uh, dubbed to English. And we got plenty of episodes to watch. I'm almost positive that the episodes in English on Cartoon Network will take us through the year. Uh, thankfully um, but it's been so so good so Funimation can't wait to see them can't wait to see Dragon Ball, Goku, Vegeta Trunks uh, Beerus all those guys uh, Frieza oh my god I could go on uh, so very excited to see them and here's the here's the the, the surprise uh absent since since the new 52 And we made fun of them, when I say we as the people I went with, we made fun of DC Comics because they weren't a presence at C2E2 at all. Their last presence at C2E2 that I can recall is the shuttles that we rode to and from the hotel to the convention center had boxes of number one issues of the DC-52, like Flash, Superman, Batman probably. Um, That was, again, we called that the DC booth. They have been absent ever since. DC Entertainment will be back at this year's C2E2 and I am excited for that because I have been reading uh, books from DC's uh, Entertainment DC Rebirth. I've been talking about that for a while. The two books I'm going to review or I say review, I don't really review. I just talk about and give my two cents and I either recommend it to you guys to read or not um, are DC based. So DC Rebirth has been phenomenal. Dark Knight's Metal uh, has been very weird, but in a good way. And I'm still trying to figure out how any of the good guys are going to be winning in Dark Knight's Metal. Because every issue of that series, right when the good guys do anything remotely good, the, the Dark Knights crush them. Like, literally crush them. And uh, de- devour all sense of hope and and goodness. So they're only have, I think they only have one issue left as well. And I'm I don't know how the heck the heroes are gonna pull this out. To be honest, the Dark Knight Metal, our Dark Knights are just killing the, the the heroes. It's insane. Every time, every issue, the good guys are coming back with something, and then the Dark Knights crush them and 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 just obliterate any sense of hope. And that 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 hurt. It hurts. But uh, the series has been really, really good. You guys have to read that in case you haven't. Um, Anyway, so DC... Star Trek Metal. um, The the New Age of Heroes um, is exciting right now. And that's one of the books I'll be uh, talking about. (laughs) I was going to say reviewing again. That's one of the books I'll be talking about in a moment or two as well. Um, But yeah, so I cannot wait to see what DC Entertainment brings to C2E2 in 2018. Uh, It'll be really exciting nonetheless. So I hope you got your tickets. I hope you're going to be at the show. We will be there all three days um, having fun, checking out the dealers, looking for deals that I'm sure I'll have some more episodes, uh, whether it be on this podcast or the Icebox talking about C2E2 again. So anyway, I hope to see you there. Uh, It'll be lots of fun. That runs from April 6th through the 8th. All right, uh, that's all I have for my intro here. We're going to get going and on the new software uh, called Anchor. That's what I tried using on my phone to record the two segments. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, two DC books. Uh, one is Swamp Thing Winter Special. And from the New Age of Heroes, The Silencer, issues one and two. So let's get at it. All right, I just got done reading DC's Swamp Thing Winter Special. And I'll be honest, I'm using this new software called Anchor. And I just recorded this entire segment, only to find out that it stopped 8 seconds in. So this is my <laughs> second attempt at this new software, and I'm just trying to give it a go. We'll see what happens. Alright, so Winter Special, Swamp Thing, was written by Tom King, and the art was done by Jason Fabok. Jason Fabok illustrates Swamp Thing to the ideal that I like Swamp Thing to be personified. So when you look at this issue, how you see how Jason uh, interprets or uh, yeah, how how Jason illustrates Swamp Thing, that's my preference of how Swamp Thing should look. Uh, Tom King, becoming a fan of his work as well. Tom King really nails this issue. Uh, Great story of Swamp Thing. It's uh, basically Swamp Thing going through... Season of winter. Uh, Actually, you're probably the readers are probably unable to tell how long uh, this has been going on exactly. Although Swamp Thing does make reference of the length of time that he's been surviving in this winter, and it's actually pretty startling. I won't get into details. I'm not going to spoil too much about this story arc for the Swamp Thing uh, winter special because I do want you guys to read it. So, um, they do it's basically Swamp Thing, and he's in the company of a child. And um, they're basically evading a monster through this winter, and the panels are all episodic, of course, and they're basically the time structure is uh, determined by the word later. So one panel will say, you know, we'll say what's happening, and the next panel will say later, and they'll go into the next one, so on and so forth. So it's really a kind of cut scene kind of thing with time elapsing in each panel, kind of interesting, and. Uh, So they're escaping this monster, and you never quite see the monster. Or do you? I'll let you decide that. But the monster is described by the kid through the dialogue of the child and Swamp Thing. And the child is usually the one starting the conversations. And uh, Swamp Thing's, again, saving him. And the child is always saying uh, remarks like, We just barely escaped that time. Or... um, Swamp Thing. I thought he had us for sure. I can't believe we got out of that. Stuff like that. So it's always um, after the fact. Um, and Swamp Thing is just kind of dealing with it. And the kid as well is dealing with it. So they, they're in there for some time because at one point Swamp Thing has to make a, a, um, a surgical procedure on the child in order to save uh, a limb um, or the rest of his limbs I should say. Um, so I check that out, I actually, I, I recommend that, um, this winter special just for that story alone. Here's the drawback. The drawback is Tom King in my opinion, and maybe just because he's smarter than me, which is quite possible. I didn't understand the ending. Um, I really couldn't pull together I guess the symbolism he was trying to pull pull uh, together at the end. Um, and it let, it was kind of vague. Um, and it kind of left me saying oh darn it this whole issue was awesome but what the heck did the ending mean you know so uh, i would recommend it just for that story alone so go out and i would check it out here's the thing though uh it, this issue's already been out on newsstands for a while so i would recommend maybe picking it up at a comic book sale or at a convention where it's uh cheaper because i think it was like eight bucks for the re- standard retail price so if you do see this cheaper than eight bucks yeah i'd recommend it Um, Always been a fan of Swamp Thing. Not of his title, but of his appearances in uh, other books. Uh, He appeared one time in uh, Superman Annual, I believe, and um, it was really cool. Swamp Thing pretty much humbled Superman, which kind of took me back. It was during the DC Rebirth. Uh, So I've always been a fan, just like I was a fan of Thor, uh, but never read his title until uh, Jason Aaron uh, took it over. Uh, Glad uh, I started reading that. But uh, back to the winter special. Recommended. This, there's a second part to the winter special as well, and um, this one was done by the creators, both of which died in 2017. Um, so this was an unpublished uh, book that they, they they published in this winter special. It was all the panels were done. They were illustrated and colored, uh, but no dialogue. They. Thought they would do the creators justice by not uh, trying to interpret the dialogue that they had intended, um, but never got to produce. So they just they just published it as as is, and it was that was interesting in and of itself too. So um, you, they basically take you on a story, and the point of this story for to the creators was to get Swamp Thing back into the uh, limelight of the DC universe, and I'm all for that. Again, I still think technically Swamp Thing doesn't oh god you're gonna hate me for this but i don't think swamp there are some certain characters that don't deserve their own monthly series you know if they have a story to tell um tell it and then move on um or tell it quarterly or you know like saga does kind of thing you know so that's what i recommend for swamp thing anyway there. this point of this story was they were trying to get it back swamp thing back into the dc universe which i'm all for um and mainstream, meaning you know, interacting with other characters and not just be off in his own land, which I think most of his titles, his past titles, have uh, dealt with. Um, and they can easily see that that was going to happen because it looks like it's taking place near Gotham. The uh, here's spoiler alert, um, although I kind of already gave one. Um, spoilers in three, two, one, zero. All right, you had your fair chance. So the antagonist of this issue is Solomon Grundy, and I would love to see Swamp Thing uh, throw down with Solomon Grundy and vice versa. So that's in and of itself, is worth it alone. Um, although in this unpublished story, they never meet or uh, face off against each other. Um, the story arc was kind of prepping for that, and it leads to the the climax of the issue, which is the last page essentially, and they show Batman. Uh, So, of course, Batman's going to be involved. And who the heck wouldn't want to read a story involving Swamp Thing and Batman? Um, So, you know, I mean, looking at that and the tribute they play to the creators, uh, very well worth it as well. Um, I wasn't a fan of the artwork. Uh, That's just me. Um, But I didn't like the way, again, my Swamp Thing is Jason Fabox. That looks awesome. And I'm sorry for mispronouncing your name. But um, I wasn't a fan of the artwork for the second half of the story. So Winter Special again, seven ninety nine. If you really are a Swamp Thing enthusiast, enthusiast, definitely pick it up. Uh, if you like Swamp Thing a little bit, or you know, on the fence, or whatever, I would say I'd recommend to wait for it to find it at a con or a cheaper, anything cheaper than eight bucks. Uh, but I definitely recommend picking it up for the first story art, first story by Tom King alone, um, despite despite the ending. And the ending takes place in a page essentially, so it's really not that it doesn't really kill the story like I said it was really it was really kind of cool but it just didn't land the ending for me Um, in the second part of it you know the tribute to uh, Swamp Thing as a character really really pretty cool too so check it out again Swamp Thing's uh, Winter Special alright two other titles I picked up uh, just recently um, and I wanted to talk about Uh, from DC again uh, they have this new Age of Heroes uh, stories coming out and I wanted to check a few of them out, and the one I just started was uh, the silencer. And the silencer uh, is on issue number two, so I, I'll talk about the two issues right here. Um, pretty, I, I did, I did enjoy this this uh, this issue, and I think I'm gonna pick up number three as well and see how it goes from there. But uh, I'm picking this issue or picking up this this series, I should say, as it comes out, so I can decide to drop it if I need to. Um, but like I said, I picked up number one. I liked it enough to pick up issue number two, and I like that enough to pick up issue uh, number three when that comes out as well. Kind of like what I'm doing with Young Blood. I'm gonna I can drop that whenever I need to, I'm not like subscribing to it or anything. But I'm picking it up as long as I enjoy it. So the silencer um, is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, it, it, it's it kind of adds, at least for me, a different type of character in the DC universe that I'm not used to reading about. Um, I can easily. Uh, see this character in the Marvel Universe um, and the, arguably probably is already a character like this in the Marvel Universe but um, and that's the whole point of this: these new heroes that are in DC's uh, universe is they want to you know some of them are almost straight up copycats of the Marvel characters right they got damaged obviously that's a, uh, <laughs> um, imitating the Hulk um, they have uh, wow, what the heck that guy's name Sideways I think yeah imitating Lacoste was like right like Spider Man, I guess his dialogue is like Spider Man too. I'm gonna to read that issue too and kind of give you some feedback on that because I did pick that one up. But back to Silencer. Silencer is almost like a mercenary, and she is. We join her in a stage of her life where she's out of the business, we'll say, and Talia al Ghul comes back to tell her that there are people that were in the business, the mercenary business, right, the assassin business. Um, that are still out to get her and the silencer is like not having it. she's got a husband um, she has a child and she just wants to be left alone and she I guess may, worked out a deal where she could be left alone and Talia Al is, is honoring that request or that deal but um, the people who are hunting her could care less so and that's who she's trying to escape and evade and the first issue pretty much establishes the silencer's new life and reintroduces talia al ghul as uh telling her what's happening uh issue number two goes on to uh show the ramifications of these hunters going after her again and uh, they look like i don't know c list c list uh villains that are going after her but they're they're kind of cool uh, the silencers. I'm trying to figure out the silencers' power <laughs> um, and what kind of power she does have, other than just being a kick butt mercenary or assassin. And it looks like she can create something called like the silent zone. And the silent zone is pretty much her activating um, a bubble, essentially, and anything that happens within that bubble is mute. And they illustrate that pretty well through the comics because they have the villains as they're as they're fighting her um, with word balloons. And there's nothing in it, so and that's kind of how they and there's no like no sound at all. So there's gunfire, there's no sound effects, um, there's war balloons, there's dialogue. They're trying to talk, you're not hearing anything or not reading it, I should say, right? It's a comic book after all, um, and that comes in handy with what she's doing because they attack her. Um, I'm not again, I'm just like with uh, Swamp Thing Winter Special. I'm not, I'm not gonna try to get too many spoilers on this thing, but um, um, they it comes in handy because they attack her in her neighborhood and uh, she, she puts out the bubbles so that no, none of the neighbors can uh, hear what's going on. Um, everything is visually; everything can still be seen, but there's no sound to it. So I guess it's a way to, to kind of keep it from her neighbors and such. And it works. Um, she's not invulnerable. Um, the suit that she has isn't impervious either because she takes a few hits and she c- keeps talking to herself too, saying, oh, please don't pass out. So she doesn't have like super strength or anything either um which could be pretty interesting so that's you know she she's she's normal she's a she's not a metahuman or anything like that but she's got that bubble noise or that silent zone um so she the second issue kind of goes into the ramifications after that first fight um, and she uh, pretty much they introduce what's happening to her in the second issue as well and who's Gull going after her so the silencer is a kind of like a it's a it's a new, I don't want to say new take because it's not. It's it's an old take uh, to a different universe. I'll say that. To the DC universe, you know. I think it's a welcome gift to the DC universe. They can use some of this stuff. Um, you can, you, I can kind of relate to some of the human aspects of what she's going through. And this character I can easily see intertwining with every Batman character on the planet. Um, it'd be interesting to see how she matches up and uh does things with like teen titans as well so deathstroke the terminator would be awesome as well uh, so it, i i recommend uh, getting the silencer number one and two um i'll keep reading that and let you know what i think of the rest of it as i go forward but silencer uh highly recommended uh for me so go check that one out so hopefully the audio was okay for you like I said I kept hearing some background noises in there too but it is what it is Uh, if you guys if it was too distracting give me some feedback let me know Um, otherwise it's kind of cool to take that software wherever my phone is and I can do a lot of things on the fly um, and uh, as I I need it instead of sitting down in the studio in the icebox and recording this stuff here so anyway let me know if it was distracting or if you guys could deal with it (laughs) I'd appreciate that and uh, let me know what you guys are reading Obviously, I'm still reading a ton of DC books. I say that almost every episode on Comic Complex, but DC uh, is where it's at right now. Um, <clears throat> for uh, you know, Marvel has uh, has a lot of good stuff still coming out. I think I picked up uh, the Marvel's Team Up or Marvel Premier. I can't remember what it is. It's with Johnny Storm and. Uh, Ben Grimm and Dr. Doom. So I've, I've picked up those issues. I haven't read them yet. As soon as I read them, I'll, I'll be talking about those on the on a future episode of Comic Complex here, too. Um, and I just picked up uh, Infinity Countdown, I believe, too. Uh, so I'll be reviewing that. Eh, you know, talking about it, I should say, uh, on a future episode of that, too. Um, I also picked up Sideways, so I'll be talking about that on, a next, on the next episode, as well. So lots of comics, lots of stuff to talk about, and if you uh, want to join the discussion, let me know um, and we'll talk about comics. Let me know what you're reading and I'm honestly telling you what I'm reading and enjoying so we'll have a blast talking comic books. Who doesn't like to read comic books? Uh, you can check out a lot of our work on our Facebook page, Inspired Creations HOM. Uh, I'm still very active on there with my queen booker as well. I have a lot of cool stuff to uh, that are made to order. If you guys haven't gotten one, check it out. They're really, really, really cool. Um, we've given some stuff away, we've uh, uh, sold a couple things as well, uh, gave some stuff as gifts uh, and they all turn out pretty pretty cool I think. Um, we do everything from like t-shirts uh, to mugs to glass decoration, uh, decals even, perler bead art as well. So check out our stuff. Again we're on Facebook as Inspired Creations HOM. Run on Instagram as well as Inspired Creations, HOM, find out, you know, if you know Instagram, it's a very quick way to show the our artwork and um, our pieces that we've done in a very nice manner. Where you can kind of just scroll right through it and see all the different images. Just having so much fun. I love doing that kind of stuff. Um, and I do a lot of uh, comic book imagery. Um, I do a lot of, like, you know, uh, other like sports stuff and just regular text designs as well. Um, But just fun, it's fun to really create that that kind of stuff and I love bringing the smiles to people who actually um, are ordering these things and enjoy them as well too so get in on it. Let me know if we can help you out with anything there too or if you got a design that you'd like to see uh, incarnate. I just recently did a a Legion one because we were watching Legion and uh, it's a great show by the way on FXX I believe. Um, but I was so impressed with the show I wanted to do a Legion piece as well so I just recently posted that up there too so uh, check us out there Um, honestly that's about it that's all I have for you this week so uh, we'll talk to you again hopefully sooner rather than later and remember it's never too late to create